Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I was in the shower, I was yeah. cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then loop up the glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. Imagine your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mrs. Atom. And this is Mr. Atom. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back to another episode of By the By. And we're actually close enough that we can cheers on this one. Yes, we are. We're sitting right next to each other, basically. Which yeah. Is awesome. So we are currently in a um, in a one of the rooms on the Ovation of the Seas. Yeah. Royal Caribbean ship. Mm-hmm. It is quite breezy today. Yes. We are out the Tasman Sea. Are we? Does that take, does this Actually, I think go? we've technically just passed the Tasman yeah. Sea because the captain just said we went through the strait. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. Dire straits. No. Here comes Johnny singing oldies, goldies. No? <laughs> no, yeah. keep going. Keep going. Beep up a way, baby, what I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we are, um, we're on vacation. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Unfortunately, this is our last day of vacation. Boo. Boo! But we thought we would talk a bit about vacation sex. Yeah, because what else do you do while you're on vacation? Yes, but fuck like Randy Rabbits. Uh-huh. Which, I need a t-shirt that says, Hi, I'm Randy Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> the god rando <laughs> uh, Yeah, so... I guess I guess the first question I would say is for you how is vacation sex different than like our normal sex? I would say one there's more opportunity particularly during the days and nights maybe not nights but days and things um especially like on a cruise where you have these days where you're at sea all day and so you can go do something come back to the room have some sex, take a nap, whatever. Wake up, have go some back sex. Out. Yeah. <laughs> go out, come back, get ready um, for dinner, have some sex. Yeah, so I would say it's, it's A, there's more opportunity, and also I feel like I can take my time a bit more. So it's perhaps a bit more explorative and just, you know, we can just kind of just take time and play and have fun with it. Whereas sometimes at home we can do that, and then sometimes we're just so exhausted from everything, it's like let's just do it and get done with Yes, because recently we were talking about um, the times where we would lay down together and, and you know, you would say, I'm, I'm just exhausted. I'm so tired. I'm yeah. exhausted. And I would hear that as, I don't want to have sex. Right. But we actually talked about it. And what she meant was, what you meant was, um, I don't mind having sex, but you're going to do all the work. I'm not going to put a lot of effort yeah. into it. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes I'm fine with that. And sometimes yeah. I'm just sort of like, you know what? I'm too tired. I'm, I'm like, I don't, don't want to put the work in either. I, I don't want to put any effort in either. So let's just go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. It's it's been uh, it is kind of a yeah. like, look. It's it's one p.m. We should have sex. Or look, it's ten thirty in the morning. 
Yeah. Or you wake up and you can just, again, it's that kind of just roll over and then start to slowly caress you and just kiss you and taste and just play. But there's no rush. There's no, ooh, we don't have to be at work in an hour or anything like that. It's just, just take time to explore. And, and we're also well-rested because we slept in every day and we're on this nice rocking ship that just, just absolutely rocks you to sleep. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I want my bed to rock like this. Yeah, this is going to be an expensive thing to get our bed to do this. Uh But if anybody out there has any ideas on how to get your bed to rock like you're on a boat. Some nice hydraulics or something. I don't know how you do that. (laughs) 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 It wouldn't be quiet. (laughs) Maybe we need a muffler on there too. (laughs) We could just get a waterbed. Have you ever slept on a waterbed? No, but it doesn't constantly rock, does it? No. But Unless every, the person next to you is constantly moving. Yeah, I tend to roll a lot when I yeah. sleep, so it would be, yeah. Uh, so you, have you ever had sex on a waterbed? No. It's bizarre. That um, sounds difficult. It's not difficult. It's just that mm. you have to stay in the rhythm of the water. Mm. <laughs> Once you start your rhythm, you can't change your rhythm. Right. Um, yeah. And it's a lot of, a lot of like, smack, 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 smack. <laughs> because the headboard, and it's a mess. Yeah. And, and then you accidentally poke a hole, and then, oh, shit, we're all drowning. <laughs> She's got water coming in. <laughs> Iceberg right away. That's your wife. <laughs> I'm sorry, only 10% of her was above the water. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. Look, we um, might be a little bit of day drunk. Um, and on I top of that... Yet. Well, on top of it, though, catching up to do, apparently. you feel like you're, you feel like it's stay drunk because it's you the water's, the, 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 move, the, the floor is moving. Yeah. So every time you go to take a step, it's just like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, just before we came back to the room, I was in one of the public restrooms downstairs and one lady made a comment about how, you know, you can feel the rock, sh- the ship rocking even from here. And another lady said, oh yeah, I'm so over it. You know, I'm just ready to be back on land. And I'm thinking... I kind of like the rocking, not only for sleeping, but it also kind of makes you feel a little tipsy without ever having drunk anything. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Like, what, what have you been drinking? Water? Oh. Yeah. So then you just, then you drink a cocktail or wine or whatever, and the ship's rocking, and then it's even better. Just go with it. Just rock with it. I love it. Yeah. Rock me gently. Um... So, so this this vacation we yeah. we haven't been one of our this hasn't been one of our high sex vacations. I mean, we've had sex two or three times a day, but it's not like yeah. our record blowing uh, thing. No. Uh, although we sort of kicked around that idea, but like so over the over the five days that we've been on the boat, what has uh-huh. been your like like what's been your standouts sexually? Um. Well, there was the was it the first sea day or no? It was the Hobart day. We were in Hobart for a day, and we had gotten off the boat for a little while. So we were on the boat in the morning, and then ship. Sorry, there's a difference I've learned. Yes, as a side note, ships carry boats. Boats carry people. Yes. That's what we learned. And and ships are more commercial vehicles. I don't know. Anyway, there's a difference between a ship and a boat. Apparently, we're on a ship, even though I will say boat, and I hope no one takes offense to it. On a motherfucking boat! (laughs) Okay, sorry. Um... But yeah, so we had gotten, we were on the ship in the morning, then we got off for the afternoon, went to Mona, which is the Museum of Old and New Art. Amazing, all, just wonderful. Anyway. 77 so, cunts. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, plus all the visitors. Brunch. But, the, you know, it was, we love Mona. It was a great visit. It's our second time there. Some of the exhibits were the same, some were different. I love it. Uh, but then we came back on the boat, went to Clark Distillery. Then we came back on the boat and 
I think it was after that point that we had sex. And that was the first time that I have squirted with you and me. I know, with no no toys. No external stimulation or anything. It was all me, baby. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, that was a uh, that was a <laughs> that was kind of a big thing for me too because I've always wanted to make you squirt and I just never Without external stimulation. Yeah, and yeah. It's, I mean, it's easy to do it with toys and whatnot, but I wanted yeah. to be able to say, I did it, and now I can say, I did it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to put that on my t-shirt. That was... That was I got that. my merit badge, my squirting <laughs> merit badge. That was funny, because uh, as we, we were having sex, and I thought that I squirted as I came, but then you came shortly after, because I was thinking, A, I thought that I squirted while I came, and then B, there was a lot more liquid there. And then you came, so I was like, okay, that liquid wasn't from him. <laughs> and then as I climbed off, you were like, did you squirt? <laughs> you were like, maybe a little. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was fun. So though. what was different? Why did why did that work that time? I don't know. Positioning what, something? What was I, different about that? Because you were on top, but that you've been on top a uh, hundred thousand times before. Yeah, I have no idea. Hmm. Just right, right position, right time, right... Yeah. Pressure. Right. So now we can't recreate it because we don't remember what we did. Oh, we can try to recreate it. That's half the fun, right? <laughs> just practice, practice, practice. Arguably, I tried to recreate it this morning, but I was just like, I can't wait any longer. I'm going to blow. She's going to blow. That <laughs> yeah. And then next thing you know. Yeah. I, I, I can't say for sure what it was, but just some combination of things, you know, worked well together. Yeah. So, what about you? What's your favorite? Um... Well, I mean, other than that, because that was amazing. I have, I have two kind of side favorites. Um, one is on the first sea night, we um, went up to inspect the balcony. Oh, yes. And then next thing you know, we were having sex on the balcony. Because um, that's totally unheard of for us. Well, it's still nice. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. There's something nice about having sex outside. And the sea breeze, and it was nice yeah. and warm that night. And hearing the... Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that was, I really enjoyed that. Mm. Doggy style while looking over the over the balcony is nice. Yeah, looking out the open water. Um, and then we had the um, the night where I you roll over onto your stomach. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so I guess a little bit of backup on this story is you recently went to the chiropractor because you were having issues with your tailbone. tailbone. Yeah, because um, I injured it many, many years ago. Yeah, and it's inflamed. Yes. And then I had you were on your stomach, and I was uh -huh. grinding against you. Um, mm -hmm. And apparently, it inflamed the coccyx again. It aggravated that. Aggravated. So, you know, Angela has an aggravated coccyx now. Yeah. Which? It's not as much fun as an aggravated cock. Well, my cock is constantly aggravated. I was going to say, aggravated cocks attack you. That's a lot more fun. <laughs> well, my cock's a Dilophosaurus. It's always spitting on things. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I spent most of the next day walking around going, yeah, I tore that ass up. <laughs> I tore that ass up. Yeah, it's going to be fun going back to the chiropractor next week and explaining to him that, yes, it was getting better until Saturday night. What happened Saturday night? <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun. Don't don't injure your tailbone if you can help it. It's really not a good thing. No. Long term. Um, yeah, we had some wonderful shower sex. We've had some uh, wonderful bathtub sex. Oh, bathtub sex. Yeah. Yeah. The it's been uh, it's been a sexy weekend. Yeah, it's been good. It had, we haven't had the like 
super high numbers kind of thing, but it's been really nice. And like I said, it's just fun to kind of laze around and explore and play with each other and and not feel rushed. And we're well rested, so I think that kind of adds to it as well because you're not exhausted thinking, oh, I need to do this. You know, I mean, not that we ever really think of it like that, but still. Well, you sometimes um, feel like we should probably do this. <laughs> I mean, we both had that feeling. It's yeah. you know, it's just how it is. Um, so, I would also say, like, how is this week different than other weeks? Is that there's nobody else. It's just the two of us. Yeah. Which is nice because oftentimes in a week, I, I would say at least we average once a week um, playing with somebody else, yeah, somebody least, else yeah. in, in the bed with us. So it's been nice to to have, especially if you count the times to the club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been nice having just the two of us mm-hmm. and focusing on one another. That's yeah. been fun. It has been good just because we have been so busy lately and I would say we probably haven't focused on each other as much as we should have, perhaps. Or um, could have. Or could have, yeah. So it has been really nice just to just to be the two of us. So I guess then one question I'm sure people might be asking is, what can they do either at home or on mm-hmm. vacation to to recreate vacation sex uh i would say one thing for sure which has helped is like i just mentioned being well rested and just kind of being in a nice calm state of mind or as calm as you can get state of mind i know for you that's very difficult yes it's very difficult um but i think that helps and also because we are on a cruise ship and we did not get the internet package phones are off all electronics are off it's just us. You know, we don't really have contact with the outside world. Now, when we stopped in Hobart, we, we were online for that day for a few hours briefly. Um, but other than that, you know, we're like when we're here, it's, it's just us. And so we go to meals. We have to talk and converse, I mean, with ourselves and with others around us. Uh, you know, we wander around the ship and it's just us. You know, there's no, oh, look, my phone buzzed or I'm getting a call. Sitting at the wine bar, sitting at the piano bar, um, you've had a chance to sing quite a bit there. But again, because you can be in the moment, you're not, you know, always on your phone thinking what's going on, you know, in Cyberland kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think just doing that, kind of turning everything off and being present in the moment, focusing on each other and and taking the time to do that and to just, you know, just kind of play and relax and and just explore and, and not think that because we're having sex, it is, there's not a goal at the end. The sex is the process. It's the journey. It's the having fun with it. It's the foreplay. It's the just kind of feeling one another. And, you know, even when you're getting a drink at the bar and I come up behind you and put my arms around you, but just kind of creating that closeness, I yeah. would say. I would agree. I would agree with most of that. Um, it is It is nice to not have the distractions of the phones. Yeah. Uh, I think any more technology, the TV has come on a couple of times, but when we turn it on, it's almost always to see the, the they do the map of where you are in the yeah. world and it's always to see where we are and what how the, fast we're yeah, going how fast and, what the temperature yeah. is blah blah, yeah. blah blah and so we're not being distracted by mm-hmm. television and i think that's something that a lot of us suffer from i know previous relationships of mine have suffered greatly from that from you know the the crutch that's the television mm-hmm. or, or phones or, or games or whatnot and so it's nice to to be able to like you said to go out to dinner and to go to drinks and even if we don't say anything, we're still present with one another. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, like, last night we both took, we went down to the bar. You took your Kindle, mm-hmm. and I had my notebook, and I was writing, uh, just writing. And it's one of those things that we're not talking to one another. But 
for me, reading and, and writing is still one of those things that we're actively focused on one another, even though we might be focused on something else. It's not like screens really mm-hmm. take us away from, from each other. So it's kind of nice to... And we're also, you know, we're sitting next to each other. We're still touching each other and reaching across and that kind of thing as well. Yeah. And it's also kind of fun, especially on a cruise ship or I'd say any public place. It's just We'd sit at the bar and just watch people walk by and look at body language, especially when the photographer is out, the <laughs> ship photographer is out taking pictures of people. Uh, I found it fascinating the when people would go up for a photo, the first pose they did before the photographer told them how to pose was always telling to me. Uh, yeah. And you could see so much from that. But I love watching people's body language as they're moving around the ship, how they're dressed, all that good stuff. And, and we would sit there and, you know, comment about it to each other. And it's kind of fun. It is interesting to watch people when they first, like like you said, when they first get ready to take a picture, how many people are pulling away from their partners? Mm-hmm. Like, wow. That's yeah. that to me is not a good sign. Why are you pulling away from your partner? Like when you and I take pictures, it's almost as if we're like one person. Yeah. There's no. But. I also found it interesting, and this is just out of the subset of people that we saw in that spot. But more often than not, when they would come up to take a photo, the woman would pose on her own. But the guy would usually, I would say, probably forty percent of the time, the guy would do something kind of flamboyant first, and then kind of settle into a pose. And it was just it was fun watching that because they're just having fun. They don't right. care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the family ones are always cute because you get, like, some kids are just like, oh, do I have to do this? And then some have the big cheesy grins. And uh, But it is interesting to see what people do, again, before that photographer tells them how to pose, like what their natural state is. But you're right. We saw a lot of couples that just their body language is pulling away. Like they don't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good week. We've had... Uh, do you wow. have any other advice on how to create vacation sets? Oh, God. You know, it is, it is one of those things that you're right. To, to, to turn off the screens and turn off um, and, and to focus on one another. Um, but I would also say, like, you know, you don't have to go away, I don't think, to have vacation-style sex. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because I think a lot of us, when we go on holiday, we are different people. We're not the people that we are at work. So if you, you know, at work, you're you might you're responsible at work. You're responsible. And I know if you've got families and kids, of course you're responsible, but you can, you can sort of, I'm using air quotes here, go away without physically going away. So if you have someone take care of the kids or if you, you know, one night you go out to dinner with your partner, you treat that as, as a mini vacation. And then, so what we do on vacations you know, you and I are very different people on vacation than we are in the real world, I guess, in that we we are more apt to just say, oh, let's just do this, or let's try this, or let's not have a schedule or a plan. Yeah. Let's just sort of experience. So I think that sexually we can do the same thing. Rather than, like you sort of touched on it with the scheduling thing, rather than focus on, you know, A, then B, then C, then D, let's just throw the schedules out the window and let's just say for the next couple of hours, we're just going to have fun. Let's just explore and go slow. We can go fast. We can go twice. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but there's no real, let it be organic rather than 
A to B, B to C, What's C to expected D. What's or normal yeah. or, yeah. And I think, I think we all tend to suffer from that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done it at home where it's, you know, first you kiss. And if you don't kiss, you start with oral. And then you do oral, then I do oral, and then we've both done oral. So now we can move on to the sex part. We do the sex part. Let's do one position. Okay, now let's move to the next position and let's finish. And that's yeah. it. And it's sort of, it's very, I'm not going to say scripted, but methodical? it's it's methodical. And yeah. it's, you know, you get into that rhythm of, and it may not always be the same. You can intersperse inter, uh, the, the jigsaw puzzle, mm-hmm. but still it is A to B, B to C, C to D. It's very flowchartish. Yeah. Whereas on vacation, typically you and I tend to be a lot more, let's just do it, kind of like... Uh, I like the sex on the balcony. Yeah. There's there was no foreplay. It's just let's just have sex on the balcony. Or you know we might be in the shower and then it's it's washing one another, which isn't something that I think we do very often at home. Yeah. We rarely take showers together at home. The shower small. Yeah, yeah. Well, this shower is smaller than our shower. But it has a bench. It does have a bench, but it's still it's a tiny yeah. shower, and we manage to fit in there. And we manage to have sex in there, so we could do it. That's true. We just don't. Yeah. Because it's it is sort of out of that thought we're not in the thought but here we are on vacation we're we tend to be very sexualized people in Mm -hmm. general but on vacation we're even more sexualized Mm. so i think that's something that we can do at home as well is sort of let loose our playbooks and then just sort of play by you know let nature take its course kind of thing i would say as well that depending on on how your relationship is with your partner and how adventurous or how often you get a chance to try new things with your partner. Uh, Vacation can also be a time to try new toys, you know, new positions, whatever you want to do. It's funny because we actually brought some toys on this trip and haven't used any of them, but we commonly use toys at home. So maybe that's the difference is because we do commonly, at least here and there, interspersed toys with play. This time it's just been us and no toys. Right. Um, I mean, granted, we still have like, you know, a few more hours left, so we'll see what happens. But <laughs> Right. We have 16 hours. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it, I did find it interesting that we brought some and then just haven't used them. But yeah. again, it's just, you know, seeing what comes up and they just haven't been needed, I would say. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. been, I mean, still been great sex. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, and on this vacation, it's just been you and I, and we, you know, we commented on that. How it's just been us. We there's nobody else here. We've not even really tried to pick anyone else up or to you know try to encourage any kind of group play or anything like that. On a, um, on a vanilla ship, you're right. We haven't. <laughs> it's not unheard of. But it's not. We just, yeah, we just haven't felt the need because I think we've been, just been enjoying connecting so much with each other. Um, but it is very different when you look at something like that kind of a holiday versus like desire right, or passion, yeah. passion of paradise where you have, it is a swingers holiday. Um, and, and so it's, you know, of course then it's just a very different dynamic between us and then and then playing with other people as well. Yeah, cuz I mean, I have literally no pressure on me right now, yeah. which is kind of nice. But I know for me when I go to passion or to desire having not been to desire, but I know it'll still happen. I'll have pressure on myself, mm-hmm. the pressure to compare yourself, the pressure to play, the pressure, you know, etc., etc., etc. Um so it's going to be a different Do you feel like you can say no in those situations? Well, I have said no in those situations, but... But if you're just, like, exhausted and you're like, no, I want to go take a nap? 
Uh, would you still play? I would probably still play in that kind of situation yeah. because for me, it's I can take a nap at home. A nap to me in a passion or desire is mm-hmm. going to be wasting my money. Sure. Now, yeah. if we both decided to take a nap, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because it's never just a nap. <laughs> it's never just a nap. Uh, so, you know, there's that. But it's it's going to be one of those things that, you know, we've paid X amount of money. I guess, you know, cruise as well. But I, I, it's harder to say no because I don't. I want to get my money's worth. Yeah. I want to enjoy the experience. I think it also depends for me on the type of holiday. Because if we are somewhere like a swingers event or at a resort... I would say basically anywhere on land, I feel like I want to be doing something. But to me, a cruise is just a time to absolutely let down, relax. There, There's there's no pressure to do anything. It's just, I'm just here to, to do nothing, basically. You're at sea, do nothing. Yeah. And, and I think for me, it's just a different mentality versus on land. Because on land, there's always something to do. I tend to agree, though I'm going to argue the ship that we're on is an ADHD paradise where there's rock walls, there's indoor skydiving, there's bumper cars, there's a solarium with three pools and two spas, there's at least 11 bars, there's, you know, the two robots that make drinks. There's air hockey, ping pong, I mean, everything. But... It, I don't know. It's easy for me to ignore that stuff. Those, oh, there's surfing on board. Yeah. And you're right. It is easy, easier to enjoy that stuff. But yeah. we are sort of on an ADHD paradise. Yeah. And for us to be able to sort of ignore all that is mm-hmm. kind of impressive, I think. It's kind yeah. of nice because we're just roaming around. And like yeah. you said, we um, was very pleased a couple nights ago. We were at the... Uh, the piano bar, mm-hmm. and the the guy who normally sings his was having some throat issues, so he was needed some rest, and was asking if anybody would be willing to sing. And I was very happy to get up and sing three songs. That was fun. Yeah. Second, then the next night, similar thing happened. I got to sing a, a two or three songs, yeah. and it was a lot of fun. It's it's that's been great. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, it's it's that kind of relaxation. Where I guess our relaxation and. Lola lady has said this to me before. It's like, she's like, your weekends are so crazy and full of like chaos and sex that most normal people have that one weekend a year. Mm -hmm. You guys have it every weekend. So when we go on vacation, it's not about the craziness and sex. The, our next door neighbors last night were up at three 30 in the morning laughing and slamming their doors. And I'm like, Oh, just go to bed. We're going in and out. Just get on a fucking bed, you know, (laughs) because that's us normally. Because last night we went to bed at 10, you know, it was 10 30, but yeah. (laughs) And then we wake up this morning at 10. So, you know, it's, it's really funny to see that, that difference yeah. in our vacation style and other people's vacation style. But I think it reflects our life's normal lifestyle and other folks' normal lifestyle. Yeah, yeah perhaps. Because our vacations way. tend to be pretty sedate and non-sexy, other yeah. than the two of us. Yeah, that's true. They can be active, but they're not like, yeah, not stupid crazy kind of thing. Right. I right. hadn't thought about that, but you're right. Um, yeah, I did get two phone numbers. You did? You yeah. did? That's impressive. Yeah. The uh-huh. two ladies at the bar, yeah. uh, at the piano bar after I sang, wrote their phone numbers down uh-huh. on nap- on cocktail napkins. I've got uh-huh. them right here. The you know the plus is, look, two ladies are giving me their phone numbers on cocktail napkins and want to get together with us mm-hmm. in Sydney. Mm-hmm. The negative is, I think one just turned 71 last week and one is also in her early to mid-70s. Yeah. 
But I thought it was great that uh, the second night when we were leaving the piano <laughs> bar, the one lady was extremely drunk, and she was kind of holding on to something, something. or another, I don't know, a pillar or something, and kind of just swaying with the boat. And you walked up to her to say goodnight as we I walked away. I said, are you doing okay? Yeah. But we were just saying yeah. goodnight to everybody as we were walking away. And you said, are you doing okay? And she said, I'm yours. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks. So, You're like, okay, good night, honey. <laughs> so there you go. Mothers and grandmothers love me. Yeah. Unfortunately, granddaughters look through me. Um, it's it's kind of a shame. Yeah. So there you go. At least somebody loves you, babe. At least, at least you love me. If it wasn't yeah. you, it would be I would just go to the uh, old folks' home and find me uh-huh. someone. Everybody needs loving. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'd find me a sugar grandmama. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> So yeah, it's um it's been a good I mean it's been a great vacation. Yeah, it has. Um I'd be curious to hear from listeners how your vacation sex differs from regular sex. Or does it? Uh if we get enough replies, just let us know. We'll read them out loud because it sounds yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Okay, so I do want to touch on a couple of cruise ship. I'm going to call them pet peeves of right. mine. We're, so going to, we're going to take a sidetrack here. We're just going to take a sidetrack <laughs> here. We're not going to talk about vacation sex and cruise ship sex for just a second. We're going to talk about Bradford's soapbox. And what does your soapbox have in it? I really need. It? A, I really feel like I need a sound effect for dragging out my soapbox. So we need to work on this in the future. <laughs> no, I, I can't get to an app at the moment, so it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. One of the problems that I have is, you know, if you don't know this, I'm going to be surprised. But if you don't know this, every sailing of a cruise ship has at least one formal night. Yes. So formal nights tend to be women are in these lovely dresses, gowns, I would call them. Most of the time it's a gown. Some women are just in a very nice dress. Or a cocktail dress, That's something fine. like that. But yeah. still, it's it's a it's nice. It's often sparkly. It's often well put nice together. Nice jewelry, hair done, makeup, yes. all of the jazz. Yeah. And men typically are supposed to wear a suit, or they even do tuxedo rentals. Yep. And we've seen on other ships everything from these lovely black monochromatic or gray monochromatic suits up to white white tuxedos, mm-hmm. like solid white tuxedos true formal nights. Mm-hmm. Whereas this cruise, we have seen dress thongs. And yes. I don't know if that's an Australian thing, if it's just fucking lazy, but look, you don't, when you go on a cruise ship, do a little bit of research, realize that you, you have to get dressed up. You should get dressed up. And, you know, we're seeing guys walking around in these ratty ass t-shirts, fucking shorts and, and flip flops. Yeah. And that to me says the major thing, which is, Two things. Actually, I'm going to say two major things. I don't care. Uh-huh. I don't like sex. <laughs> that's what those, that's what wearing that to a formal night says. And, you know, especially we've seen, we saw on formal night, these women that are in these. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Beautiful dresses, and there are guys behind them in in jeans and a t-shirt. At least they were wearing jeans and a t-shirt. They weren't wearing shorts. Some of them were wearing shorts. Yeah, but again, it's you know the women are all dressed up, so. Clearly, one party knew that they needed to look nice, and if you didn't and still made it on the ship without any kind of, even a pants and a button-up at the very least, you can go and rent a tuxedo. You know, you can, there, there are ways around it. Yeah, you know, and it's, yeah. it's just, I think that that makes a statement about the man. He doesn't care about his partner. He doesn't really care about himself. He doesn't care what other people think about him, which is good. That's the only good part. Yeah, I don't care what other people think about me. Yeah. At the same part, at the same point to that, I'm like... You clearly don't care about anything. Yeah. That's the problem. Don't care about what other people think about you. It, but you should at least care enough to make an effort for your partner. You should, I was going to say, you should make an effort for your partner and to show them that you, I'm going to say, value them and their relationship enough that you want to look nice next to them. Yes. Because, you know, a little bit of effort goes a long way. Yeah. And, you know, we commented on it that night saying that I'm confident that guys who dress up and, and put an effort into how they look so that they at least look comparable to their partner get more sex. Because, you know, we don't go to the grocery and buy the, the bananas that are all beaten up and black spotted and dropped and have splits in them. We buy the bananas that are crisp and clean and well put together. And you're like, oh, yeah, I want that banana because it fucking looks nice and it looks tasty. The same goes to men. You know, nobody wants somebody who looks like they've not put an effort in and they just have been rolling around on the floor, rolled out of bed, and let's go to dinner. Now we want the ones that are crisp and nice and put together and look tasty. Exactly. You know, and it's it's really funny, too, because I, I, excuses I've heard is, well, I'm on vacation. Well, then pick another fucking vacation. You know, you're, or pick a different cruise line. There are cruise lines that don't adhere strictly to the, uh, the dress codes. Mm-hmm. But put in an effort you know i don't care if you're on vacation or not it's one fucking night but even so your partner put in an effort yeah because i don't think we saw any couples where both looked were like jeans and t-shirt kind of no. I'm, I'm gonna say for lack of a better word sloppy um but there there was always you know she, I, in fact i don't even think we saw one where the man was dressed up and the woman wasn't oh gosh no the women were yeah. always dressed up yes and if your partner has put in the effort you should too. Yes. And I think that sort of goes as a blanket statement on everything. If your partner puts in an effort, you should put in an effort. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very, I mean, it just falls into that whole patriarchal, the man doesn't have to because he's a man. <laughs> and I fucking hate that and want to sort of throw those people overboard. I don't think we're allowed to do that. I don't think we're allowed to do that either, but you know. No. Um, my second comment is not about how you dress. Okay. Um, my second comment is these ships often have beautiful art all over them. Keep your grubby ass hands off the art. <laughs> the art's not there for you to grope it. The art's not there for you to like point at it with your like fingers all over it. I hate when people touch my computer monitor. Uh-huh. You know, don't fucking touch the art. Yeah. We have seen a lot of that. Like people grope at art. Yeah. It's yeah. it's art. It's not your and child. I, I was gonna say both adults and children. Yes. And when the children have done it, the parents have not said anything to them as well. 
It's, um, Which is kind of annoying, because then I want to, but I don't really feel like I can. People are obnoxious. That's what it all boils down to. <laughs> obnoxious people. Don't be obnoxious. People who aren't obnoxious get more sex. <laughs> I am confident of all these statements. I'm going to say the, the people who dress up, the dress better, get more sex, and people who are not obnoxious get more sex. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm saying that. Yeah. That's my flight statement. Um, okay. Soapbox. Okay. Drug. Away. We recently got an email Yes. that we're going to read some excerpts from it. Uh, we aren't going to name who you are, but you know who you are. You're a listener. This was a very long email. It was very well put together, and it, it brought up some points that both of us wanted to comment on. So we thought we would do so on the podcast. Yeah, so in our, you know, constant listeners will know that in our last two podcasts, we're all about headspace, mm-hmm. both for me and for her. So this uh, this this email sort of touches on that. I'm just going to read a few of the experts. Or ex- <laughs> I'm going to call this person an expert. Um, <laughs> no, a few of the excerpts from this email. Um, talking about our podcast, while I love that you deal with male bisexuality and with swinging in general in an honest, realistic, and funny matter, the reason why I'm writing tonight is episode 94, your frank and open discussion about headspace and how it affects performance and erections really hit home for me. Although we've been playing for decades and have had more partners than I can remember, yes, my wife and I are sluts and we're proud of it. And I love that statement. I may steal it. Yes, I think that needs to go on. <laughs> that's, that's going in our t-shirt yeah. fodder. Um, <clears throat> erection issues are a nagging problem for me. I've tried Viagra and other brands, and it's helped slightly, but not to a point where I would call it a solution, which, of course, points out the obvious that my issue isn't a physical problem, but a mental one. So I want to make it very clear that, you know, while... I am a proponent of Cialis. I like Cialis. I've used Viagra in the past, but I, I like Cialis. Um, I've still noticed the, you know, so I think we should go back as to why do you need these mm-hmm. these pills? Mm-hmm. Not this listener in, in specific, but mankind is general. Yeah. Why do we need these pills? And we need these pills so that um, you can you can more easily and then sustain longer an erection. So I've never had an erection problem with with you. Mm-hmm. I've, but when we start introducing other people, then it becomes a problem. So sometimes, it, especially in big group play or yes. anything like that. Yeah. So I mean, that that right there tells us that the problem that I have is not a physical problem; yeah. it's a mental problem, and I know that. For me, however, taking Cialis does help. But admittedly, I'll take Cialis. I'll also use a cock ring, and then I use Angela as grounding. I'll go back to you, and when I'm when I'm with you, I'm grounded. And then I, once I develop the erection, it's easy to keep it because of the cock ring, because of the yeah. chemical. You and know, then you can move on to someone else. And then I can but, move on to someone else. But starting with someone else only, it's a lot harder for you often. Yeah, yeah, so there's been many times in large group play that, you know, you and I will sort of pull ourselves, even if we're in the center of play, we'll yeah. still pull ourselves together and I'll, we'll focus on one another and then boom, the erection's there and then I can kind of like, okay, I'm going to go out and play now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's something that I would advise this user, I don't, this user, this listener um, to, to, to try. I don't know if you have already tried that. 
Yeah. But for us, it's something that's... It's that's, a grounding force. It is, it's and, grounding, yeah. and that's what I need. And that was actually a solution by one of our um, our therapists. We had yeah. a relationship therapist who, very again, find a sex-positive relationship therapist that can do you wonders. But that was her suggestion, was to, to try that. Yeah, she said that when you are having trouble, and whether it's with one other couple or in group play, she said, you know, if... Obviously, you don't have, Mr. Adam doesn't have problems with me. So she said, you know, try just focusing on her for a little bit. And, and we did. And that was, it was amazing. It worked really well. And it's something, like you said, we still employ that, that tactic whenever we're, we're playing with people. Yeah. So the, the writer continues on. I overthink everything and am always worrying over something. Normally, it's that my partner is having a good time. I also have self-doubt about my abilities, that the person having sex with me is doing so for reasons other than they actually want to, i.e., they're taking one for the team or don't want me to feel bad. I know this is all in my head, as many of our partners have come back to play with us multiple times or asked us links to our profile on dating sites. It doesn't change the fact that I have these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly, I agree completely. I mean, because that's, that's exactly where I am. And for me, it takes not even just coming back once or twice, but five to ten times before I finally get comfortable enough and confident enough in both, A, my ability, my sexual desire, blah, 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 to where I'm, you know, comfortable and, and, and it's easy to, to get an erection. Yeah. You know, like, I can name on probably, or I can list on maybe... Gosh, two or th- maybe three fingers, the number of partners that we have that we're at that point with now. I know for me, the gentleman is one. Yeah. Like with he comes over, it's it's still sometimes hard. But for me, it's not because I'm not focusing. It's because I've got like, oh, look, it's like I'm watching you two play. And or yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just I don't know. It's, it's it's weird for me. But he's someone that I can that it's it's pretty easy for me to get aroused with. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but I'm reading this and I'm seeing myself in everything that is being said. So one thing I wanted to comment on uh, was the the sentence where it says, I also have self-doubt about my abilities. The person having sex with me is doing so for reasons other than they actually want to, taking one for the team. So that is something, that is one of our hard and fast rules is that you don't take one for the team. If we're not both into the couple, we don't do it. Right, but you can't speak but, for other people. Right, but you cannot always assume that other people have that same mentality and have the same rules. Um, and and that can be hard because you, you don't want someone to play with you just because their partner's into your partner yeah. or something like that. Um, and, and to me, that's when, I guess... The fact that we're both bisexual and we not always, but often play with people who are at least bi-curious, if not bisexual. If I get the feeling that maybe somebody's just doing it because they feel like they have to, then I'll try switching or focusing on their partner or you or something else and just switch up the dynamic a little bit and see if they follow or what happens. Um, Because then if they just kind of take a step back, that tells me that they're not really into it. But then if they join in and and kind of pass around somewhere, then that kind of tells me, okay, well, maybe they are then. Uh, And maybe they just don't show it the way that I recognize it. Um, which can also be a problem if somebody's expressing it differently than what you recognize. But again, the first time you play with anyone is going to be a little awkward. There's going to be some of that learning experience. It's never going to be perfect. 
Uh, it does help when you play with someone repeatedly because you do develop more of that rapport. You can read them better. They can read you better. You develop ways to communicate, non-verbally even, um, that, that can really help and enhance the play. Uh, but it can be difficult if you aren't sure, if you can't tell if somebody's really into you or are they just doing it so their partner can play with your partner. Yeah, you know. and it's that's rough. That's difficult yeah. to do. You know, and, and I feel the same way. Oftentimes, you know, and you're going to roll your eyes at me, oftentimes I think both partners are into you and I'm just so long for the ride. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that when it comes to talking to people, I'm great at talking to people and I'm, I'm I can be funny, I, I can be clever, but, you know, I know that once we get to the bedroom, all my confidence is gone. And it is, it's like, I know you're interested in my brain, but I'm pretty, I'm usually pretty confident that they're not interested in my body, even if they are, mm-hmm. which is, it's frustrating. And it's a, it's a kind of a rough place to be. And I, I don't really have a solution for that, but it is, you know, I guess other than look, you're not alone. Um, but I agree that I have self-doubt about my abilities. I will say where I don't have self-doubt is in oral skills. My, uh-huh. my oral skills, I'm going to put myself in the top 5% because it's something, agree, yeah. well, it's something I enjoy doing. It's something that I really can focus on. And it's something that I usually am really good about reading the partner uh-huh. about what he or she likes. And I can, you know, there's a little bit of tease. There's that ebb and flow of, of teasing and giving them exactly what they want or need. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I skip ahead a little bit? Sure. Uh, because, you know, you're talking about, uh, I would say, confidence and, and abilities and whatnot. And and I think one of the things that this person mentioned is something that happens to you sometimes or something that you stress about as well. Um, he was talking about a couple that they had met up with, both are bi and hot, whatever. And it said, during exchanges, the wife found out my dick size and made the comment that I was much smaller than her husband, which doesn't bother me. My dick is my dick. I've had it my whole life, et cetera, et cetera. I know I'm average. Her husband is hung like a porn star. But I think that's something that you get hung up on sometimes as well because you're, you're an average size. You're not like super huge or anything. Um, but when somebody comments on that, it could be like, you know, I mean, even if their partner is porn star sized, it, it's still that a little demoralizing to say that, oh, yeah, you're much smaller than my husband, you know. And, and I guess it depends on the wording, the tone, how it was said. But still, they can just kind of be like, well, okay, you know. I, I don't know. It just seems like an odd thing to well, comment on. But It is very interesting because, you know, I remember hearing things at the club, you know, somebody talking about breaking up with a guy or not whatever. And the first response one of the women shouts was, what, did he not have a big dick? Yeah. And it was like, it's things like that, that, you know, I've seen, if that's all you're concerned about, that's a, that's a problem. Yes. But I think even a bigger problem is commenting on, because I think that says so much about a person. Right. If that's all it takes then there's a lot of negativity that can come along with that. Right. Um, that then affects performance and play and everything yeah. else. Um, he does go on to say that she added she loves anal, but he's too big for her. She would love it if I could fuck her in the ass at some point. So that's a positive to a small dick. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want anal? I what know, guy right? doesn't? And if you're small, you're much more likely to get it. That's very true. Um, and I also, before you know, you and I were together, I guess as we started hooking up, I had a partner who was very large. And I could only have sex with him, like, once every 12 hours because it was just too big. I was like, I can't take it more than that. But with you, you're that perfect size that, that you know, you're you're a good size. You feel good. You hit all the right spots. 
but we can still have sex. Like, you know, we can fuck like bunnies every hour. It's good. It just, yeah. like, yeah, it, it's not too much that I can't take it anymore. Oh, and now I can say I can make, I can make you squirt. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, but I do think it was interesting that that he brought that up about uh, anal play because it's true. If if you're if you're hung like a porn star, you're probably not going to be able to get anal from as many women. Yeah. Um, and then just to just to close out, and skipping back into the email, mm-hmm. um, one of the statements that I really like was, "I much prefer a night of sex that happens spontaneously with no pre preconceived notions than one that has been planned out for months." Mm-hmm. Um, and then goes on to talk about scheduling and kids and blah, 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 blah. But I completely agree with that because yeah. it is one of those things. Pendulum night is the perfect example. Pendulum night is the night that I feel responsible and, and like it's my job to perform. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I'm there, it's usually the last thing that I can focus on is, is performing. And so I end up really not enjoying the night it's a great party and i really enjoy talking to everybody but not having sex i should say i'm enjoying the night because i'm enjoying seeing everybody and talking to everybody and it's a great experience but you don't have sex yeah it's it's an ice cream sundae without the cherry um you know but i will say that i i do tend to agree that it is more I'm going to say more fun, maybe not necessarily more fun, but spontaneous sex, you know, where it just kind of happens. And and that's what we like about, I would say, some of our pants on slash pants off friends is we can go out to dinner or have them over for dinner and there's no real expectation of sex. But if it happens, then that's awesome. Yeah. Um, even going to the club, many people that don't go frequently may have the expectation of sex. We don't. We never have no, the expectation No, we go, of sex. and if it happens... Except for Pendulum. <laughs> right. And, but if, if it happens and we do meet a couple that we really like or see a couple there that we've seen before or played with before or whatever, then it's awesome. It's great. And that happened recently. We walked in, and there was a couple there that we didn't expect to be there, and it was like, oh, my God, yay. Yeah. And so that was a lovely surprise. Um but so those nights are really good and it can be difficult because when you are planning out a date far in advance, again, trying to get everyone's schedules to meet, match up, especially if one couple or both have kids that can get infinitely more difficult. So there is a lot of anticipation. That's where we like to have like the group kick chats or something like that, where everybody can at least text and play and flirt a little in advance. So it does build up that anticipation, but they put it perfectly. This uh, listener put it perfectly. And says, by the time the date happens, I feel like I have to give the other couple the best fucking night of their lives or they'll go away feeling feeling like they've wasted all that time and could have met up with someone else. And it's true because when you have that yeah. long expectation and that long drawn out, it can be, you know, you do feel like you really have to perform and you really have to be on. And what if you've had a bad day at work or you're just feeling off for whatever reason and you're not in the headspace for it when that day comes around? That can be really hard to navigate and difficult. And then, you, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, put on game face. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I... It, it depends on how much communication you've had with the couple as well along the way. And I think that's part of why we like to have the chats. So we can get to know people a little better beforehand and maybe take some of that pressure off. Right. Um, and that it doesn't have to be like the best sex in the world that one night kind of thing. I mean, hopefully it's good and everybody enjoys it. <laughs> but at least, you know, by having some of that communication ahead of time, I do feel like it takes some pressure off. Than that if you just kind of everybody goes into it blindly without having any kind of connection. Yeah, and I think it's a really good point. You know, it is it's easier to have a relationship, you know, or, or to form a relationship mm-hmm. as long as you're 
you know, communicating beforehand. So, you know, like you said, kick and whatnot. And then come the night, you've already got sort of a foundation of an understanding. You might have a running joke. You might have something. And that really takes off a lot of that pressure to be on the whole night. Um, Because we've had those times where you meet somebody, there's no discussion before, but we go out and, and have dinner or whatnot, drinks with them. And it feels like you have to be on the whole night because like the listener said, you want to give them the best night ever because you, because, you know, you don't want to waste anybody's time. In that case... Because you're a good person. And I would say in that case, to me, those times, it feels more like a true first date. Whereas if we've had some lead-up and communication and just kind of, you know, jokes or conversation, just even a little chit-chat, whatever, back and forth, I feel like we've had half a date. Yes. So it does take some of that first date pressure off, I would say. So for me, it is, it's the difference between the first date and going out with friends. Yeah. You know, because a first date is scary. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of unknowns. Going out with friends, there's, it's not scary. There's really no pressure and there's not really a lot of unknowns. Mm -hmm. So I think that is something, having that mentality of, of it's going out with friends Mm -hmm. rather than it's a first date can really take off some of that pressure from, oh my God, I have to perform. And I know for me, it does as well. And again, you know, I, I might have a, a, some kind of erection issue that night, but my my mouth and tongue are always willing to perform. Um, <laughs> and I can do that for hours on end. Yes. <laughs> and it's very nice. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but thank you so much for this email. That It was great. It was one of those ones we got on while we were on holiday and read through it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This yeah. is great. Yeah. So we definitely appreciate it. So in our, in our closing here, we had another message from uh, some friends of ours in Australia. Mm-hmm. What kind of porn do you suggest? Well, clearly not cruise ship porn. <laughs> because we got on this ship, and what was the first thing we did? We turned on the TV to see what kind of adult movies we could get. Because i got to be honest, we had, we had onboard credit. I was like, let's rent us something raunchy, nasty, non-straight porn, yeah. and, and let's, let's, let's enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's, yeah, let's go at it. Like fucking bunnies. Yeah, but there, there were no adult movies available. I'm trying to find the pic. There it is. Which so is very sad. The official word was, there are currently no adult movies. Wah, wah. Yes. Like, seriously? Fuck you, cruise ship. Yeah, so not cruise ship porn. We'll go with that. Yes, uh, so we made our own. Our own. Uh-huh. Um, what, if you were going to sit down and, and watch porn, what would you look for? Uh, so it depends on my mood. Very often, if I'm not in like a serious brooding kind of mood, uh, most of the time I, I like the, what the musical parody ones? Yes. I like parody porn. Yes. That, um, the, the, that ain't series. Yeah. So I, I love parody porn because I have a stupid twisted sense of humor and I don't know, I just, and if you can make me laugh, it gets me wet. That's why I love comedians. Um, so yeah, it just, that does it for me most of the time. Uh, I would say otherwise, I definitely non-straight porn. I don't go for straight porn. Yeah, it's straight, boring. It, well, it's funny because the <laughs> That Ain't series is typically straight porn. It is. But it is, and it is boring. Like, the sex is horrific. 
But the settings are always fucking hilarious. Yeah. The that ain't the Avengers, uh, where you're watching mm-hmm. the Hulk have sex with Black Widow. I mean, come on, it's a giant guy that's all painted green. Mm-hmm. How can you not love that? And it's fun to see if the green rubs off or not. Well, that ain't so. the Smurfs, <laughs> where the blue comes off of their of their junk as they mm-hmm. rub it off, and it's like, <laughs> wow. And you know, to hear someone go, "Oh yeah, Smurfette, I'm gonna Smurf all over your Smurfs." That that right there does it for me. That it makes me laugh. So and for for casual porn, it's great. Yes, yes. Um, for me, I like bi porn. Um, and, and really, I think some of the best porn out there is gay porn. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, gay porn is gay porn's by amazing. Far better. It's, yeah. it's, well, the stories are good. The sex is, looks real. It doesn't, you know, yeah, typically, and I'm taking an, an average. A generalization. It, a generalization. It looks more like casual, real sex. Yeah, I would say gay porn, bi porn. I don't like, I don't like straight. Straight's no. boring. Um, I don't really like the cuckolding stuff either. Some of it's okay. I get it, but most of the time it's just too overdramatic for me. Which I know sounds retarded when we're talking about porn. Coming from the lady who likes people to sing before they fuck. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. The overdrama is is way too overdramatic. I really like when they break out into cuckolding songs. (laughs) Yes, just a small time whore. Um, yeah, that's that's so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, At least it's funny. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I, I will say you know it's it's funny for me. The things that I don't like are much bigger than the things that I do like because I don't get into POV porn. I don't understand. No, that. I don't. Um, you know, I don't like the classic. 1970s porns. I like, honestly, things that look like real people just setting up a camera in their room and having sex. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. It's, it feels a little more natural. I want women who look a little more natural. Women who actually look like they're into it and yes. enjoying it. Yeah, when the woman looks like she's bored to pieces, that's not exciting. Or if she's just going, ooh, 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 <laughs> ooh. I'm like, good God, let's just, you fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, and then you stop and you hear, ooh, Ooh, and you're like, holy shit, was she doing that the entire time? Like, <laughs> that, that for me is a bit much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... So I guess the, to sum it all up... Homemade. Homemade. Gay or bi porn. Gay or bi porn. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what we yeah. listen to. Um, and I will, I will stop right there and say it is very important to pay for your porn. Yes. Um, Pornhub, and, and it's, it's amazing to me that sites like Pornhub, um, RedTube, XTube... X hamster, etc. You know that's no different than you know us, us going to YouTube and finding a movie that has recently been out. Um, there's a really great audio series called The Butterfly Effect, where they talk about the porn industry. The the fellow is is investigating the porn industry, and he's talking about how how websites like Pornhub have changed the porn industry. And one of the comments that one of the directors makes is, "I'll make a movie today, and it'll be on Pornhub tomorrow." And during the during the interview, he actually gets online and goes, "Oh yeah, this is a movie I made last week. It's now completely up on Pornhub." And they get nothing for and it. And they get nothing for it. Yeah. So Pornhub isn't required. Now they can they can petition to Pornhub and Pornhub will take it down, but then another user will put it up. You've yeah. got you've got millions of users yeah. uploading, so it's impossible to keep on top of it. Right. So And if they're not getting paid for it, then they can't keep making it. Yeah. And so and and also it's gonna change the quality. Yes. You're gonna get shittier and shittier porn with shittier and shittier actors and actresses. You know, it's it's just 
I think it's important to pay for your porn. Absolutely. You don't have to necessarily get DVDs, but just pay for the, a subscription, a subscription to a subscription, site. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of sites out there that do really awesome subscriptions. Uh, I'll say, you know, we have Playboy TV, which isn't really porn. It's kind of porn light. It's a little bit of softcore. Yeah. I love Playboy TV. It's yeah. it's great. It's it's really straight, but at least the performers act like they're enjoying it. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, there's and there's a lot of different sites out there, but definitely just just pay for it. It's it's gonna in the long run you're gonna get much better porn for that. So I will say an underutilized type of porn. Like, what do you have no. a type of porn that you're like? That it's like your dirty, dark little secret that if I thought the parody porn was, but okay, fair, fair enough. Know. You're right. That, sh that probably <laughs> should be. You're right. Um, I think, and I don't watch it often, but I think furry porn uh -huh. is entertaining as hell to watch people have sex wearing mascot uniforms. You know, you don't watch it to to like really. I'm more fascinated by the logistics. Yeah, exactly. It's like holy cow, you're you're fucking in a giant chicken costume. Yeah. That's entertainment. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be great. It's entertaining. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess what I'm what what we're explaining to listeners is that our porn doesn't necessarily turn us on. It sometimes just in entertains us. But when I'm entertained, then I get turned on. Oh, there you go. So yeah, but furry porn. So entertain me, people. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so do you have anything else you want to talk about? Vacation sex, vacations? I think we've covered quite a variety here. Yeah, we really have. Uh, yeah. Sorry for ranting and rambling, but... Um, it's our current mindset. It's what you get. Yeah, it's... I, I'm sort of brain dead. We should have porn, porn cast. We should porn cast. <gasps> We're going to be rich. There you go. We're going to porn cast. <laughs> hashtag porn cast. Hashtag uh, rich, registered trademark. Um, Let's just do it. Yeah. Porn cast. Are we going to just go do it over there? Yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going to turn the mice off and uh, we're just going to go do it. Yeah. So uh, you can find us on um, our website, www.bythebuy.com.au, on Twitter at By the Buy Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, both as well at By the Buy Podcast. Um, we've got the next pendulum party is in May. The May 18th. And then following that is Femme, the first ladies only uh, party at uh, our secret spot. Um, May 25th. Who we love very much. Uh, send us an email. The email we got today that we read was one that we got a couple of days ago. And we, again, we love getting um, emails like that. Uh, I, I want to personally thank everybody who emailed us over the last two podcasts, sending their, their thoughts. I, look, I even said, don't email us. I'm okay. But it's still nice to get these emails from folks and these messages from people sending positive thoughts and, say, you know, basically just saying, I'm not telling me that I'm not alone, yeah. that they're feeling this too. Um, and it is sometimes just knowing that you're not by yourself is enough to help pull yourself out of a funk. Uh, and that's, it's been great. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely appreciate it, but send us your emails, the atoms of love at gmail.com. And, uh, we read all of them. We try to, res we, we respond to everything in time. Uh, be patient. We're on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> we should close with the ocean as well. Oh, look, semen. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.